And we're back. Coming to you once again from Parts Unknown. These are your hosts. Rocky. And Rick. This is episode 186. Um, See, this time no hiccups, bro. You got it. All you need is the episode number every week. I do. I just need that and I get in my motion. Uh, okay, so this weekend was AW Revolution. Uh, it was, what, their first pay-per-view for this year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because... Awesome. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Double or nothing. Yeah, because it's, it's March, so they didn't. They have only four pay-per-views a year. Yeah. Uh, well, they said... We'll yeah, see. double or nothing, all out. That was it last year. <clears throat> no, 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 I know, but what's left this year? So you have this one, you have double or nothing, uh, yeah. all out, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, what was their fourth one? They didn't have it. They didn't. No, no. What was their last one last year? It was just Fight for the Fallen. That wasn't a pay per view, though. But that's it. That's like their big shows. There wasn't anything. I don't. Fair enough. Because I think um, Double or Nothing was the one that Jericho beat uh, Cody. Because All Out was the Las Vegas before AEW had started. And that's where Jericho became champion. No, All Out was in Chicago. Double or Nothing was in Vegas. Okay, so the Chicago one was he beat Cody. The Vegas one is where he wins. So, yeah. And the Vegas one was before AW had actually officially started because that's when Moxley showed up. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so we'll talk about that. Um, I know Rocky, you said you the only match you hadn't seen was the Moxley match. No, I hadn't seen a bunch of them. Well, but like, like, like what five matches? Uh, like I said, the, the my, my top priority: Orange Cassidy and Pac. Saw it. I was watching the tag match. You know, while we were doing the first podcast, and and you know, before now. Um. Oh, I saw the I saw the Nyla Rose match with uh, a Statlander. with Chris Statlander, and um, what else was there? Oh, the card? I didn't see SCU, which was uh, that was on a pre-show. pre-show. Didn't yeah. even see that. I didn't even know there was a pre-show for that show. Yeah. Uh, it's the tag match. I for didn't the see titles. Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. I don't uh, need one. No, no, Sa- he lost. Sammy lost. Dustin versus uh, Jake Hager. Hager yes. won. Hager won. Hager, that was the opening match. Then was Sammy. Submission? Was submission? You'd be yeah, because that's what he does. Uh, he was opening with Sammy Hager. Sammy Hager. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Hager and Dustin Run- uh, Rhodes. Let's say Dustin Runnels. Uh, Dustin Rhodes. They were the opening match. Uh, Jake won because it is like his first legit match. So yep. why not? Um, he also doesn't look that great. Nothing super impressive. No. From what I saw. Yeah. I saw I caught the end of the match. He also wrestled on Wednesday. You know, whatever. Uh, Then it was Sammy Guevara versus uh, Darby, which was really, which was really good. Darby wins that. Didn't see it yet. Just saw the end. Then the third match was the tag. Then after that was the, which the tag match was fucking incredible. Uh, After that was the women's match, if I recall. Yeah, the women's came after the tag. Then it was uh, uh, Pac and Orange Cassidy. And then it was uh, the main event. Um, so, yeah. So, what did you see? You saw tag? So, yeah. I Or, or I, finishing the tag match. Yeah, I haven't finished it. That one I also wanted to watch because I knew it would be good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I saw Nyla, whatever. Because yeah. I knew that was... I mean, it was longer than I thought it would be, but, you know, it was a match. It was okay. Uh, Nyla Rose, not that great. I mean, the whole women's division outside of, like, two women that they have are not so good. I mean, Chris Tanlander's fine. She's okay. She's still... Green. Well, I think she's, I mean, up against Nyla Rose. But the thing and is, up against Riho? Uh, Nyla Rose had the match against Riho, and that was like a very good match. The mm-hmm. one that was on TV, yes. It was Nyla Rose's best match. So obviously, you can see that Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander, they had Riho, who was great, and she carried Nyla. So Chris Statlander's good, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like she's not Riho or no, they don't Hikaru have Shida 
or the other Japanese girl. Not not to compare, but they don't have a. What are you talking about? A, no, not Emmy Sakura. Um, to face genie girl. <laughs> Magical. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the Yuka right Sakazaki. Now. There you go. Yeah, that's uh, the other third Japanese. But yeah, effectively, they don't have like a Charlotte tier person. That'd be Riho. But she, I don't think she's Charlotte tier. She's below that. Like I mean, if Charlotte is the measuring stick, Charter, Charter, much wrestler, much better wrestler than Charlotte. Is she? Yeah. Riho, way better. Is she? Yeah. I mean, I've seen her wrestle a few times, and I'm like. This is fine. <laughs> I think it's way better. I've been I've been wowed by Charlotte. And I don't even love Charlotte, but like I've been wowed by Charlotte. Riho. I mean, like I've already expressed my complaints with just like the shit just doesn't look good uh-huh. because of the, the size disparity and then like some of the clunkiness in general. I don't get that as much in Charlotte. Like, yeah, she fucks up so every so often. But Charlotte's like, also not wrestling people like Riho's wrestling with these people that don't wrestle. And these people only wrestle one day a week. So that's the big well, yeah, but I mean, so they, they don't get a lot indies. of no, no. Once they're on AEW, they don't do that anymore. Mm, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. some of them do. No, they don't. They don't. Uh, you never. None of them go out and do that anymore. That's like a little jit thing. That's the whole thing mm. of, of these people now. Sadly, since they don't have house shows, they're only doing like one match a week if they do get a match, you know. So that that's the downfall. Of, like you have the women that are green, so they don't. They're not. They're not getting a lot of practice. Like all those like WWE ladies who do like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, seven I under, matches a week. I understand, but like for instance, Oriho <laughs> should be like well past that because she's wrestled plenty of matches in Japan. Yeah, like granted, different people, different styles, but you know, yeah. Well, that's why she gave Nyla Rose her best match. Yeah, watch that match. It's it's, it's well, good. I mean, I'll see how good it is. <laughs> it's good. It's better than this. I'll tell you that much. It's probably what the but best. I mean, like, it every, is the best female wrestling match that they've had on eight. Every Nyla Rose match I've seen is highly underwhelming. Yes, that's why this match is. So if that one is whelming, it doesn't make it a good match. It just makes it the best one that they've been able to provide me. It is very good. It doesn't it's, mean it's good. It's good because of Rio. I'll have to see. We'll see. Hikarashita's good. Hikarashita's good, but like, I'd, I'd put Hikarashita above Rio. I think they work well together, but even then, like, Every time I've seen them wrestle, you can see the gears turning. You can see, like, what the next thing is. Like, you know, the setup for the next thing. Wherein, and I understand it's kind of an unfair comparison, like, comparing the men to to the women. But if you're able to work, you're able to work regardless of, like, you know, gender. Right? You just don't see that. There's more of a smoothness to the majority of the men's matches. There's way less clunkiness. Even with people that are, like, theoretically on a lower tier. Mm-hmm. Than like you know the Kennys and the Bucks and that that level, right? Because that's like the highest tier of AEW. What's below that? Like a Joey Janela, uh, Sean Spears. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say his name. I was trying to think about it. Who? Sean Spears. I mean, yeah. He's also he, I like I think Sean Spears is good. He's not he's, great. I think he's good. I think he's good. He's okay, but I don't see. I don't. I'm like, just stop pushing this man. Just it doesn't. Oh, he hasn't been around, has he? Uh, he's shown up again. Yeah, but I mean, he was, he was a little MIA for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, I, you know, whatever. I'm not a wrestler. You know, it doesn't matter. But just like, you don't need him. It's not like, it's just like, it's okay, man. I like Sean Spears. He's cool and all, but it's just like. Well, I think what he lacks is a character. I yeah. think in the ring, he is perfectly fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's a good hand. He's good. But it's just, yeah, it's like, stop pushing this dude. It's You have so many other people that you can. But why? Like, what's fine? Then what is missing? I don't know. It's just, it's just like, it's just because there's obviously a disconnect. 
yeah, it's that it's not the oomph. I don't know. There's something about it. Like push more like Joey Janela or someone else. Those because are characters. Well, Sean, Sean has a character, but it's just like I don't need it anymore. But, well, I'm I like kind it, of way, way past you. But I think it's also because other than the Cody storyline, he hasn't had a storyline. But no. as far as I can tell. Well, yes. And even still in that Cody was just like. It's okay. It was a very basic wrestling storyline. Yeah, it was also at the beginning of Dynamite and... I mean, but you you had that. one of the best fucking talkers and they never used him, which kind of sucks. Now now he's back Ooh. on TV. Um, What's his name? Uh, Her father. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TNA that's, champ. That's why I just wasn't sure yeah, who yeah. you were talking about. Yeah. Um, Tully. 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 Uh, who you're uh, talking about. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how you knew what I was doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. That's why I was just like, have you forgotten his name? Um... But now he be- he went back on. They showed up on Wednesday, and they're they're trying to do a thing, trying to find a partner. They've been doing it on dark, and now they actually put out like a casting open call for anyone that's a wrestler. Send in your resume, which I mean, the the dark order you can do that. And they can send you emails and shit. I doubt like anyone they're going to get a random Joe Blow from some indie thing. They're probably it's probably going to turn into some yeah yeah of course a wrestler that they already have. But I mean, maybe they'll get it or they're there. about to sign. Uh, well, the three people they have now is Lance Archer, uh, Brody Lee, which is um. What's he signed? I hadn't seen a report that he actually signed. Uh, he's 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 there, but they're not going to put him out because they wanted to be Matt a surprise. Hardy. Uh, yeah, Matt Hardy. You uh, saw the free the delete thing. Yes. I think I retweeted it. Oh uh, yeah, with the bucks of you showed up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that once the uh, the show because they were there was a lot that was supposed to be on Wednesdays. Um. So yeah, I mean the women's matches, you know, whatever. It's there. I don't know. Uh, Hikaru Shida, I think is the next one in line because she hasn't lost once or some shit like that. Um, Baker's gotten really good, but she's been awesome at promos. Her yeah, wrestling but, still, yeah. Like I was there. the same. Like her wrestling still, but she is not like that shitty promo she was the first time she spoke on the mic. Well, I mean, look, when you're, now she's gotten in a groove of being a, I think it's also a shithead character like her husband. I think it's boyfriend. also when you're a babyface and you're new to like that big of an audience, it's pretty hard to win them over. Because, like for instance, Darby Allen has not won people over on the microphone. He's won people over in the ring. Yeah, people like his character. Man, and I love Darby. He's rare, but yeah. but like he's not a like if you put him to cut promos. They're probably not going to be great. I would assume maybe like a ricochet level promo, which is not great. I'm trying to think of the promos that he did because now he doesn't talk because he got his larynx broken by uh, Sammy. I mean, he's had promo videos like he burned. Uh, yeah, but that's different. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Britt Baker has promos in the ring and you're just like, well, that was the first time. Now she's great now because she's well, because she's, she's a heel. What I'm saying yeah. is as a baby face, I think that's a real uphill battle because all the baby faces really have been people that like. Came in as inherent baby faces because like they're so popular. Fucking Moxley, uh, Cody, who was a heel for the majority of his indie run, being a Bullet Club and everything after that. But when AEW starts, he's so beloved that like he's just a baby face. Yeah. Uh, what other baby faces are that are super over? SCU. I'm sorry, we forgot to say the Cody MJF match. We didn't say that also. Yeah, we missed that. It wasn't because when you brought up Cody, I was like, "Oh yeah, the Cody it hadn't come, game. it hadn't come around in the." Uh, no, but when I was saying all the match order, and yeah, I, yeah. and I just thought it's like, "Oh yeah, the big one of the huge matches too." Uh, yeah, that one. I that's another one where I'm like, I need to dedicate a block of time to watching all of it. I don't even know who won that one. I heard about the fucking tattoo though. <laughs> I will talk it. about it when we get I've heard to about it. it. We'll talk about it when we get to it, dude. <laughs> on that Finn Balor level of just no 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 it ain't on that big, Finn Balor level it's big ridiculous tattoos bro no no Finn Balor's just a stupid he's got that, hand, he's got that hand thing that's fine that's cool that's like a cool I know no, but I'm thing. saying it's just big and a like okay. big that's, 
That's not why. This t- <laughs> no, no, I, I understand. <laughs> you, know, you don't put your logo on yourself, bro. Yeah, uh, on a hand, uh, whatever. Okay, when do we get to it? Uh, let's get to it. <laughs> All right, that was the tag match. Uh, Which is great, incredible. Yeah, the it women's also, match. It had a lot of story. Jeff. It already had a lot of story too because of um, it was a whole like, is Adam gonna at the end? Hangman's like he leaves and he's getting ready and he goes to the ropes and he kind of gets in position to do the shotgun lariat to Kenny. Kenny's like hugging the young bucks. And Kenny turns around, and he's like, oh, shit. And then he just kind of lifts the rope up for him to, like, leave, to hold it down. So, but there was that tease, I'm going to hit you. And in that match, um, he hits, Kenny keeps trying to do the one-winged angel. The, and they even say it's the move that no one's kicked out of. Which mm-hmm. is true, because even in New Japan, no one has kicked out of that. Um, so he's trying to set it up, but I think during the match, his, his arm got fucked up. And he couldn't just wrap it. And then I forgot Nat, Nick or Matt got out. And then... Something happened. He got taken out, and then uh, Hangman just said "fuck it," and then he did the one winged angel, uh, and he didn't pin him with it. And then he just did his fucking shotgun lariat, and uh, and then he won with that. So, and then he like flicked off Matt or Nick. I forgot which one, but yeah, he was all very like hostile to them. But then they became champs, and at the end, it looked like he was gonna shotgun lariat. Well, I mean, it all started with like trying to be like fives and, and handshakes, and just but like, now because Matt's of all face. the you know you're you know. They've been cutting promos where he's just the. He's been guy. leaving the elite for so long. Yeah, and he's kind of fed up with it. Yeah, I like um, being the elite, you bitch. Yeah, but that's that's uh, the most AEW TV I watch. That being the elite stuff, I like it. It's cool, but it it's I've, a shame I've just been that watching it for a very long time. Right. Yes, it's a shame that a lot of weird character development happens on that, and that they don't show on the main show. I mean, but that's where it started. That like. I know. That it, is where AEW begins informally. Yes, yes, but you're like, I don't watch it. I don't watch it a lot. And there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that they shouldn't. It's just the Palpatine stuff. Why are you putting that in the book? Yeah, uh, but that came first. Uh, like, I know. But being but, the elite But is don't canon. do storyline stuff that plays into the TV show because we don't all watch that. But I mean, if you're a completist, you should. But why should Same I Same with to? the book. You should what, read the uh, Palpatine why stuff. Why should I have to watch this? I'm trying to watch the TV show. I don't want to watch being the elite. You don't have to. Yeah, but you also shouldn't have to watch Road to the the thing. I know, or but you, any you're not the supposed other to. Shit. I mean, you know, like you're not supposed to. AEW Confidential or whatever that they do on YouTube, the like, podcast thing. Um, no, no, no. There's a sh- a YouTube show that's like a like um a uh, god damn it, like you know, you're at the TV station. You have all the monitors behind you. And oh, you're that, going over clips and highlights, that, that, and then that people are having shit. interviews yeah, and all yeah, this yeah. other stuff that's happening. And but all of it happens online. That like, I mean, yeah, remember, yeah. dude, like this comes from online. I know, but but so but the and being so the, many of but the, the thing about the, lives online. But the being the elite thing has a lot of major plot points. It's not like the interview show where you can have an interview which they can play. They could replay some of this stuff, which they've now kind of strayed away where they kind of add in a lot of the stuff that they do, but. Like having the whole thing where Kenny uh, Hangman wanted to leave the elite, which was only on being the elite. But then they like they never showed it anything, and it's like he started doing that, and it's like showed it in the TV show because that's what people watch. Well, especially you if not you, enough time. Especially you're if you trying want, to get a good wrestling. Especially show. if you want like the regular people, you know, because you're trying to pull everyone. Um. So yeah, that match, the Cody match. <laughs> yeah, but remember also. AEW is not made for a regular wrestling fan. It's made also to get so it. much of it is made for inside wrestling fans. No, but it's also that's not the point. It's you're bringing pro wrestling back. You want everyone to enjoy it. It's a pro wrestling show. I don't have to watch a thing yeah, to, I, to under to understand a storyline that I don't need to watch. Yeah, but from the beginning, yeah, sure, AEW AEW has been we cater to the you know laps fan or the fan that's unhappy with like everything else that's out there. Sure, and I. I would imagine that a big part of it is that they then tell other people 
Right? Yes, but why do I have to watch? You don't have to watch Being Elite. That's the bad thing. That putting storylines and stuff that people aren't like I don't I'm not gonna watch that. I'm not always on social media to watch the YouTube's. Same thing. Like a lot of people. That's the same thing with WWE where they put those weird interviews where they make matches online. It's like I wasn't watching that shit. Why do we do this? So it's like put your storylines yeah, in your show. The, the difference though is that WWE makes up new shows to do that on. But yes, but like it, the bump has not been around. Still doesn't forever. matter. That doesn't give that credence to let it do whatever it wants. If you're, but I mean, if you're they, gonna put storyline plot points that need to play into the TV show that I'm trying to watch characters. That's the thing, though. I think the TV show flushes out enough of that storyline. It just gets even more time on being the elite. But you should show like maybe replays or something like that. That's the thing. Showing Write an angry worded letter. Showing massive plot points. Well, they they stop. They're slowly doing it more on the TV show now. Um, there's still a lot that happens on being the elite. Yes, but now it's just goofy shit that just doesn't matter. I mean, it's always been goofy shit. Yeah, but some of the stuff did like. Hangman not wanting to be part of the elite and stuff started there. So, yeah, but it was a goofy angle. Yeah, but because it, it started with him just drinking. Yeah. And then, like, the Bucks and Kenny don't drink, <clears throat> but it was all just goofiness. Same thing with, like, why is Matt Jackson obsessed with being a barista? I don't know. Well, that has nothing to play in the TV show. I know, but I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. just another storyline that also runs with being the elite. Well, yes, but that's on the being elite stuff. But, like, if, like, you know, the, the Matt Hardy stuff. Uh, with the so the whole thing with the Dark Order wants to kidnap the the young bucks to make them part of it. If Matt kidnaps them on the being the elite and they never bring it up, you know, and he is the Dark Master, that's something that would be like massive, you know. Because I mean, it's the same thing with brought free, them to their account. Free the delete, like I thought you were gonna say merch freak. No, 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 <laughs> no. I love merch freak, but free the delete. It's like if if you're not watching Matt Hardy's YouTube channel, like you would not know that this just happened. Yes, I know that. There's just too many things happen online, dude. I think trying to strictly keep it on the show. I'll, I mean, I don't disagree with you that like, yeah, you should have more of that in there. But I just think that the current fan, especially the AEW fan more than WWE fan, uh, they seek all those things out. And I mean, that's the biggest part of that of, of AEW's fandom, I think, still comes from the, like the mega hardcores. And there's just a, a trickle in of non like hardcore fans. Whereas WWE is a lot of non hardcore fans. Oh yes. The WWE fans. Yeah. yeah. And that's why they have to like chew everything up and, you know, like regurgitate it to you several times over throughout the span of a week. If only, if even just a show. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's drawbacks to all of it. Uh, okay. So you can talk about this Cody thing. So MJF came out first to the stuff. Then Cody comes out. They play this thing. So, so they play this weird, like now Cody's coming out with that weird, like classical, like intense boss music, like beginning to his song. Well, the thing lifts up and he's in the middle. Like he's usually, so he's standing in the middle of the, the arena. Um, but when the thing lifted up, Cody came out and it was a band called Downstate. I don't know if you heard about this also besides Cody's tattoo. So there was a band that played Cody's song live. The band. Yeah was atrocious we're talking of like please turn like it was it was really bad mm -hmm. it was like you go to see your like favorite band live and they're not good live like it they need like you know you feel like studio produced but it was like yeah like you know voice crack and i was like oh and then you see cody and then they zoom in on his neck tattoo and everyone and i was like oh it was hella distracting hella distracting watch that intro it's really bad <laughs> oh my but god they not have rehearsals I mean, maybe. I'm not them, Rocky. I don't know. It's a dumbass question. Don't be dumb. Uh, I mean, it's a rhetorical question, but... 
Uh, but it's it was hella bad. And then the tattoo even made it hella worse. But yeah, it's on the side of his neck, ginormous. It also doesn't look good. <laughs> it looks really bad. And it wasn't I like I thought it was like a fake sticker or something like that. And then but it's real because I found that out. And then I did, and then it made my fears even come true when it was on Wednesday with his neck tattoo, and you could see it coming out of his jacket. And it was just really bad. Well, you know. He does what he wants. I don't know. There's no justification for that. It's just he wanted a tattoo, man. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Rocky. Thank you very much. I just I've heard a lot of criticisms about it, and I'm like, oh. Because it's fucking distracting. It's really bad. It's a horrendous. I mean, place. Maybe he's gonna get like hella tattooed. I don't know. It's 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 like the dream one was real fucking random when he first got it. But it's it's not like distracting. It's just yeah, it was. Nah, that's not. It was to me who was very accustomed to seeing him not only as Cody but as Stardust. And then all of a sudden he's just like, that's a giant fucking tattoo. No, man. Like as soon as he goes, it's just, it's it's right in the middle of his chest. But it's it's, just tiny cursive. This is like, it's not tiny cursive. It's, it's it's big. It takes up the majority of that peck. uh And you just, it's very, it draws your eye immediately. It's just there. You know, it's, I got, I got super accustomed to it Uh and I understood why he did it, but like, it's, it's very apparent, you know, like the first time I saw him, on an indie show that he had dream, I was just like, okay, all right, no criticism about it, but it it was jarring to see. Really? I don't know, man. Black, look, t- look I have plenty of tattoos. <laughs> I know, but black cursive, it doesn't. That's not jarring. This thing is jarring. Well, it's placement. It's not the black cursive. Placement is jarring. Same as a neck. A neck is jarring, regardless well, if it was black or colorful. I think it wouldn't be jarring, jarring if ter- if Cody had more tattoos. This is like his second one, so that even makes it like. I think it's the only second one that's visible. He doesn't, he doesn't have a Triforce symbol like, He doesn't have a butt tattoo. Uh, it's probably like on his ankle, I think, or maybe his, it's not his wrist, maybe his wrist. But like, I don't care about neck tattoos. I'm fine, whatever. I just feel like it's such a rando massive jump from, you know, the one little cursive and then here we go. Baby. And he's going to Randy Orton it, who had just like a few ridiculous tattoos. Well, Randy had the barbed just, wire thing. It was just, it's, yeah, it's just tribal bullshit. But then all of a sudden he has two full sleeves. Because he want to get rid of those tribal bullshits. Can't but get what, I'm, what I'm saying is he went from having a few. He had the one on the back. He had the arms. And then I think he had the, the other tribals on his forearm. Yeah. He had, so then just he had like regular douchebag tattoo filling in the rest. Yeah. And, and like they're dark and gray. And because he covered up those fucking. I know they're still there. They're not covered up. He just added around them. Well, because now you don't see him. I still see him. <laughs> I only see those skulls that he's got. I see all those shitty tribals. <laughs> Uh, that that Cody tattoo, pay for that laser. <laughs> uh, it is hyper. Gonna get more tattoos, man. It's hyper distracted. Just to get hella yatted. Like that's all I cared about when I saw him walk down and listening to his horrendous band that played live. It was really bad. This band, it's a very sad moment. Um. Anyway, the match was pretty cool. Uh, I won't tell you who won. Because- I mean, I'm looking at it on cage match, so it doesn't matter. Wow. All right. I was looking at the results. Uh, MJF won. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, the result doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm. Whatever you know. Anyway, um, like I didn't, I didn't want to know that that Moxley won, even though I assumed he did. But I went on Twitter and I was like, "Oh, there you go. He won." <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, uh, Cody gets too much hubris, and he like crossroads uh MJF like two or three times, something like that. And then when he lifts him up one time, Cody, um, fucking... Just whack him on the neck. 
Oh, MGF begs not to get like destroyed. But then I think he beans him in the balls again or something like that. And then he, um, Cody hits him with something I forgot. And MGF punches him and he has the, the diamond ring and he knocks him out and then he just falls on top of him. Um, so he wins by getting, but he was, he was like that, that Pele kick and knocked out kind of thing. So he, he took damage. So he was just bong and then he just fell on him. Um, it was a good match. It's cool. I think maybe something's gonna happen with Arn because Cody boots Arn by mistake. So maybe down the line, Arn and him. God damn it. Yeah. God damn well, it's yeah. more cornet, but no, but that's still Arn. Yeah, and it's also. I haven't Arne. seen a Smoan wrestle. I've never seen a Smoan who can't wrestle. So you tell the, the Usos, <laughs> get out there and show me what's up. <laughs> oh, Arn Anderson. Even though, like, I've heard Arn Anderson talk, but that's funny that that's what everyone says he sounds like. But he's not this, because I think he's gonna. I mean, he's kind of got a little normal voice, but he does have that accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've double, heard his voice go up a little bit too in other interviews. Double A. <laughs> <laughs> Double, goddamn kid. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. So what, what about the how do you go now? The Pac Orange. What about it? Uh, now you can talk about it because that's the only match you've seen. Oh, I mean that's the one I wanted to see. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you got any of the Orange Cassidy, Cassidy shtick, and you did. Yeah. Uh, but it was like a good balance of both of some of the Orange nonsense with actual like performing, like he tried, and a lot of Pac just. Being Pac, just being awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's the moment that Pac, uh, they uh, corpsed. You need to call for the man. He both cracked up in it. Oh, when they were doing notice. the when they were doing the rolling shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah when yeah. he kept rolling out of the, the ring and then Pac kept pushing him in and then he ran to the front when Orange Cassidy started laughing like yeah. he cracked up with a smile. They quickly looked at Pac and Pac was cracking up. Oh. And then they went back to him and he's like, yeah, because he was laughing because Orange was, I guess... Well, he Either. just gave him the smile like, oh, fuck, I'm caught. Yeah, and, and laughing. started rolling the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah but that cut. makes sense from a character standpoint. I thought it was just him laughing like this is ridiculous. And then Pac actually smiled and laughed like he just cracked up and they had to cut away from him real quick. That um, part I didn't I was, I was, didn't like notice. It's in that scene. He the just, Orange Cassidy thing I saw, but uh, but again, it was just like, to me, that was just like still believable within the character. I'm just saying that it just, yeah, Pac just actually fucking broke character and started laughing. But yeah. Uh, I mean, Pac won, which is what should happen. Yes, yes, which should have happened, yes. But uh, he did hit him entertaining cool, nonetheless. Cool DDTs and stuff like that, yeah. Uh, I was watching uh, Orange versus Jordan Grace and Orange versus uh, uh, Kylie Ray on on YouTube yesterday, or the day before yesterday. Uh-huh. Before I had actually watched this match, because I'm like, I just want to enjoy some of this ridiculous shtick. Those indie matches, though, weren't like this, because they, they do a lot more... He doesn't go off the wall like, like. I mean, they're sillier. Yes, but he also wrestles a lot, and in within the realm of what he does. Yeah, this on the Pog match, he did like his fucking slumped up millionaire. He did his crazy, the hurricane DDT. He did a lot of shit. Yeah, but I mean that makes sense against Pog. Yeah, I'm just saying like he and those other matches like. So the it's silly, but there's yeah, a lot going on. The still. glasses stuff. He's the orange juice. <laughs> no, but there's there's like actual wrestling happening. Arm drags and like there's just less high spots. Yeah, you know there's but there's still like hands in the pockets things and like you know a lot of roll ups. <laughs> yeah, but it's also an indie show. Like so, you're playing to the crowd that's on the floor, like right at the side of the ring. I like how Pac was doing the slow kicks to him in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's going back and forth. That's what I enjoyed. I'm like, oh, he played along with it just enough yeah. that it didn't get too silly. And then it was immediately just like super aggression. Yeah, he'd be in with a brutalizer at the end. Yeah. 
Because Orange Cassidy got distracted watching his buddies fight these other dudes. Lucha Bros. And then he turned around and he like fucking weird arm ringed him and then Yeah, he just like Yeah, it's this weird like judo thing. Arm twist slam. Yeah, it was like to the ground. It was really weird looking because I was like, what the fuck do you do? Just just What's that arm that's that arm twist thing that like people use a lot now to like throw somebody down to the He martial arts them. He spun his wrist and went, ooh. Because he just stood there. I feel like I've seen it a lot. Go down. I don't know, it looked like some weird judo. No, because it's an arm ringer, right? So he like you know, he turned his arm behind him and then used that same force to push him down to the But mat it was all really him. quickly. He yeah, didn't yeah, hold yeah, it in a yeah. lock. It was just like, go down. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was and like a, he, a quick version of that. Yeah, and then he realized them. Yeah. And that was like an immediate tap, which was great. Yeah. Yeah, I like that it wasn't it wasn't too much anything. You got some brain busters, you got some you got some crazy shit. Oh yeah, going back to that uh Chris Statlander match where she missed her footing on that top rope for that uh the, that uh avalanche uh, vertical suplex. Oh yeah, and I was yeah. just like, "Oh no, they're gonna die." Yes, that was oh no, really they are going to die. Scary moment, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nyla Rose also had her feet wrong on the beast bomb too. If you watch it, yeah, because when you're doing power bombs, you have them inside. She had them outside. There's one. Oh, and then she, she started them, them outside. Yeah, she started them outside, and then she moved one leg in. But then when she jumped, she was like, "Woo!" Yeah, like diving, and I was like, "Oh!" But she's a big lady, so she can lift this woman. Yeah. But yeah, she had one foot out, one foot in, and she kind of like dove with it. And then I haven't seen the Moxie thing, but I know he won. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Moxie match was cool. Jericho did the middle finger camera thing. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and he was they, up in the crowd. Yeah, and, the they, and they actually put it like New Japan. <laughs> he was flicking them off. It was did you listen the, to the newest talk as Jericho? No, I haven't. Who's on it? Nobody. He tells the, the saga of the lost belt. Oh, he explains what happened to him? To a degree. Yes. Because he still he has like a lot of questions. So lost belt was legit? It wasn't some bullshit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, spoilers. He thinks it's like some weird inside thing. That like, you know how a lot of the reports were like, oh, they probably put it on top of the car and then they drove away and it fell. Yeah. Uh, he was just like, yeah, that's not what happened. Like, uh, he explains how he ended up in Tallahassee to begin with. Right. And then in Tallahassee, he called his his car guy from Tampa and he was just like, hey, man, can you find me a car? Because whatever. And he had gotten a private plane to go to the show. Uh, and then on the way back, they had to stop for turbulence or some shit. So he's in Tallahassee. Uh, the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you a car. The car comes, picks them up. They're like, hey, let's go like get something to eat. And um, they're going to go to, I think, Longhorn. Oh, you, you, like an inside job. Inside yeah, job. yeah, yeah. Oh. And then the driver is just like, well, what about out, Outback or vice versa? Yeah, he went to Outback. Yeah, I think it was Outback. So like, fine, you know, f- fine, fuck it. Let's go to Outback. And uh, from what Jericho saying, when he landed, um, normally he keeps the belt in his luggage. But in this one, it was in the velvet bag. Yeah, the belt solo. Bag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, he kept it, you know, kind of in the bag the whole time. It wasn't out. And uh, there was a whole thing with like flowers that were in the trunk of this SUV limo, so it wasn't like just a regular car. So basically, if you were to put the belt on the trunk, you would have to put it on the roof. Yeah. So that's where he's like, "This is bullshit." Like, basically, once they got dropped off at the restaurant. Uh, he had grabbed the wrong suitcase. Okay. So he sent the driver back to the airport to pick up the right, like drop off the incorrect one, pick up the right one. And he was like, somewhere in there, something must have happened. Or maybe in that drive, the driver called somebody to be like, he was probably like going through some shit. And he was just like, Hey man, there's a gold thing in here. Uh, so he got, the driver got back and then like, there was some suspicious shit while they were still eating that the driver like walked in to the restaurant and, 
like kind of just kind of walked around for a few minutes, like, you know, inconspicuously. And then eventually came up to Jericho to ask him like some really innocuous question. Like, oh, do you live in a house or in an apartment? To which Jericho's response on the podcast, like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like, just put the thing in the GPS and just go where it tells you. Like, why would you, why would you ask me that? It's very odd. Uh, you know, and then 20 minutes later, the guy comes in and he's just like, hey, uh, hey man, uh, your belt's missing. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's just like a series of like these weird events. Then the guy that finds it and it's a whole thing. Yeah, he goes on the side of the road or something like that. Right. But it's a guy who had gone like scalloping or some shit. And he said that he just saw a beat up gray bag on the floor. He was just like, one, this is a velvet bag. Velvet doesn't just like get beat up and tattered. You know what I mean? And two, how often do you drive by something on the side of the road and you don't stop to pick it up? Almost always. Yeah. So, like, why would you happen to stop and pick this one thing up, realize it's heavy, and then, according to that guy's story, not look at it until you get home? Oh, the guy said you didn't look at it? Like, yeah, then I'm look open at that it. shit the moment I saw it. Then look at it, take pictures with it, post those pictures online before calling the police, before anything, you know, then try to sell it on Craigslist or some shit. Is this all happened? Yeah, I didn't know he took pictures and tried to sell it. Uh, according to Jericho, I'm sure that like, you we could look this up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just listening to the podcast, you know. And then like the police sent like a CSI team, all this other shit. Like when the first thing was first reported, nothing ever comes of that. This dude just goes to the police station to turn this in because I guess people are hitting him up like, "Yo, this is a this is the situation." Blah blah blah. Then Jericho says that he's trying to get info from the cops and the cops aren't being helpful. Uh, Tony Khan has like some like FBI guys that like his family has a retainer or some shit like that that they use for investigations. Those guys couldn't turn anything because like Tallahassee PD isn't being cooperative. And then all of a sudden Jericho's wife comes in and she's just like, hey, they found your belt. It's like, what do you mean? They haven't told me anything. They're like, yeah, apparently Tallahassee PD is taking pictures of posting it on their social media wearing the belt. And so then it just it was this is a whole series of like nonsense uh-huh. and then you know he, he talks about having to call tony and then the bucks and cody and kenny being like hey man this is what happened and then they're all like well, what the fuck and you know he feels really bad about it and then eventually tony khan is like i'm gonna i guess we'll have to make a second belt mm-hmm. so they have a second belt now as a, in case of emergency in case of emergency the same way wwe makes two belts yeah and they have the traveling one with the person yeah yeah the one that stays with the champion and the one that goes in like the road cases <clears throat> yeah because the one that stays with the champion is the one that they get to keep or something like that. Like, that's the real, like, gold massive one and stuff like that. I think they're both the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, apparently it's a $30,000 belt from what he said. Who, oh. Jericho? Yeah. Like, Tony Khan's like, yeah, it's like 30 grand. It's like, what? 10 pounds of gold, baby. I mean, it was an interesting listen, I'll tell you I'll, that. I'll listen to it. I'll look it up. It's <laughs> in, in very similar to uh, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, like, uh, and before we get to that traumatic Omaha experience, Steaks. Omaha Six, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of just like, you know, and before I tell you the even stranger part, uh, let me talk about, you know, Steven Singer jewelry. And you're just like, fucking about, just get to the story, bro. You gotta talk about uh, manscaping. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, try this new cat. I couldn't rest easy because I didn't have my Casper mattress. <laughs> I forgot the one for the new dates, that hair growth thing. Uh, hymns or yeah, hymns, hymns for hymns.com for hymns.com, baby. You know what's weird about the new day podcast? Sometimes you get advertisements, sometimes it just does a commercial break and then it just comes back instantly. Yeah. And I was like, mm. I'm like, oh, they have no ads for that day. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, they probably record the ads after the fact. 
Yeah, but like and then they just get inserted in. If there's if somebody isn't paying to put an ad in that episode or in this block of episodes, Hims has always been <laughs> like, oh, Hims is their dude. And then that last Hims they cut sound like they were in a bathroom. I don't know if you listen to that commercial. Yeah. But that last Hims is like echoing like when we did our first episode. It's really crazy. When it's usually not that, that Zoom recorder. <laughs> that him that bathroom. We're in that fucking in the studio. Another studio in the arena. We got to cut this. I mean, Jericho does this shit all the time where his commercials sound like absolute garbage. Well, he does that at his house, doesn't he? He does it anywhere because he's recorded like in like a room in the arena when he was still doing WWE stuff. And you can hear like things happening in the background or crowd reactions and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that was years ago, obviously. Anyhow. Um, So what happened on Raw and SmackDown? uh, Yeah, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Raw was the burial of Ricochet. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, Ricochet got lost beat by Moss. Moss. Yeah. yeah. I mean, might as well at this point. He got beat by Brock Lesnar. If you're gonna rebuild a character, have him get beat by a few people. Ah, Riddick Moss, the WWE 24 seven champion. He's a champion. Guess what? Ricochet isn't a champion. Rocky, don't fight this. <laughs> I'm not fighting it. I'm, I'm hitting you with facts. Ricochet was up for the the actual Hard title. Core facts. He was actually Riddick Moss has won that title legit in the ring more than once. <laughs> Okay, anyway, he got buried by Riddick Moss. He also wears shorts now, which is really weird. So he I, wears, heard. He I mean, he wore trunks for the longest time in the Indies. Against Osprey. I don't remember wearing trunks. Yeah, man. King Ricochet, he wears trunks. PWG? I don't remember wearing trunks. Oh, man. I just remember Pantalonis. All right, bro. I just remember Pantalonis. Anyway, um, yeah, he got buried, and then people say Alistair Black, but Alistair, no, nah, he's still okay, but he got... Kind of but he lost the... Uh... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. We have to talk about the fucking giant spider. Hold on a second. <laughs> I don't care where we are in the order of things. We got to talk about a giant spider. A giant animatronic spider. Ooh. I hope it's I hope his cage is a dimension to anything that makes what people are afraid of, and he just pulls out whatever. <laughs> and that's what it was in there that one time. And like, I hope it's something different. To make time. five people afraid? Because they're all terrified of spiders. He just, yeah, here you go. That thing was so stupid. Comically. This is what I waited for. Not waited for, but this is. Yeah, I'm like, I was waiting for this. This is the payoff of what the creature was. It was a giant robotic spider that just went, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, my God. There you go, buddy. I just texted you a photo. Of Ricochet in trunks with Matt Seidel. In pants. It's good. It's going to take forever, but. Um... Yeah, so the robot spider. <laughs> How about that that spitter? Okay, <laughs> the vintner needs something, man. He needs to go home. Is what he needs. Uh, let's see what else is on this shit. Oh, uh, Drew laid out fucking Brock like four times, oh, yeah. which is awesome. That was an interesting way to start the show. I mean, hey, it's making Drew a fucking, you know, strapping that rocket to his ass, dude. Oh, he's going to lose. <laughs> Hell no. No way. Oh, man. <laughs> no way. No, no, no. I think Drew is the dude now. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, it's fucking Street Profits. Yeah, they're the, the, the They had the first now. match. No longer the Messiah of anything. Yeah. And your little buddy, Murphy. Yeah, my little buddy, Murphy. Someone said that it's a Kevin Seth Owens. Rollins buddy, yeah, Murphy, yeah, his buddy, which Murphy. was like the most clever thing in the world. Because yeah. <laughs> like the week after, they were like, no more, yeah, no more, buddy Murphy. Uh, that's his buddy Murphy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because also Seth, it's, uh, Kevin Owens came out and stunned Seth Rollins. So I, that's probably gonna be that WrestleMania match is uh, him. Yeah, say also the going back to the Alistair Black thing. Like he did fight all of. Well, the he OC. beat Carl Anderson. 
and Gallows. He didn't beat Gallows. They it came says in, they attacked defeats, him. Well, by, by DQ. DQ. They yeah. all beat him up, and then he fought AJ, and then AJ just destroyed him. Uh, and then he pinned him doing the... You know what I'm saying thing. is, yeah, he got the shit kicked out of him by three people. Yeah, uh, yes, but he's he, not supernatural He's yet. not as buried as uh, fucking Ricochet was. Uh, that was that sad boy. Um, then there was Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, Which was really... With uh, Sarah Logan as ref. I mean, it was fine Ooh. for what it was. Ooh. I mean, it was fine. It could have been way worse. <laughs> it was weird. I, I point you to a few weeks ago where you had Naomi versus okay. Carmella, yeah, yeah, yeah. who are both champions yes, at was, one point. Yes, that was bad. That match was fucking terrible. This was bad, but it was weird of the Sarah Logan fast count shit, and she was like her friend. It was, well, this was weird because they were like, trying what to, the fuck? <laughs> well, I think what was weird about it was not the wrestling. It was the trying to inject all the story into these, yes. like, how long was this match? Four and a half minutes? It's also especially because, like, Live and well, Sarah hasn't been on TV, and it's like we're trying to make you care about the riot squad, but it's like it hasn't been a thing, and, and no one gave a shit about it. And it was just like, well, people gave a shit about it, but then it was gone for so long, yes. And then it's just like, okay, and then, and then you're you're doing this live Ruby story, which I think is fine, like that storyline is progressing at a normally slowish pace, right? Because you have Ruby come back, and everybody's just like, oh, shit. and then you know, they're friends, and all of a sudden, oh, she turns on her. And then the next week you have the contract signing and Liv diving across the desk. Sarah Logan's really the odd man out on this one. Yeah. There's no reason for her to be in this elimination chamber. There's no reason for her to have been the special referee other than like this storyline that it's doesn't right really squad. need her. Uh, so, and then you have her fast counting, but then still taking out Liv Morgan because, you know, only one can win the elimination chamber. I don't remember chamber. him in fucking trunks, dude. He wore trunks a lot. He only started wearing pants. He wore pants as Prince Puma, and he started wearing pants in WWE. But even in NXT, he would sometimes wear. He had pants trunks. in New Japan towards the end. That match with him and Osprey doing the flippy shit, he had tr- he had pants. You sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't think he was shorty shorts. I mean, again, you see that picture. That's when they're tagging. They have thing. the IWGP title. Yeah, I think the, the light heavy title. because I think in New Japan didn't he come out with like a vest, like jacket thing? I think he was doing like a leather jacket thing for a while, or like I mean, a hoodie possibly. jacket combo thing that he first came out in NXT. And WWE Possibly. before they gave him the. Win. I mean, he wears out a bunch too. He still wears out a bunch. The, the sleeveless hoodie with the with, with the, the jacket, jacket with the hoodie. Yeah, the jean jacket. The yeah, because then he wears the Tanahashi thing with the his Tanahashi robes with the wings. Oh yeah, yeah he has the cool Tanahashi robes. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. This the sideways one. Yeah, about get that. Same with Finn Balor. These very crooked things. No, he does the two. No, he does one. He does. He does this. He'd, and sideways. I thought, was, I thought he was crooked. double. Nah, man. Double is lame. That's that Disney point. No, nah, he's got the gun hit finger. Go. He's, nah, he's nah, that nah. trigger. No. He's not full angled. He's a little. No, angled. no, he's like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his fingers are oddly curved because he used to do that in New Japan also. Yeah, he put like the, weirdly curved. The bullet clip. It's very funny. Pop, 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 pop. Um, yeah, what else happened? Yeah, Drew. Uh, Shayna and Kyrie because Oscar was injured. I thought the injury was going to be like bullshit. That's real life. Yeah. She has a sprain like a wrist. A wrist, yeah. Yeah. And then so the super weird Becky Lynch segment or moment where she comes out. Well, you know like what's weird about it <laughs> is that they played her whole music entrance while this match is going on, which made yeah. it, even, it was like, what the fuck? And it would just cut to it. Yeah. And then she got on the mic and the shit she said was dumb. Her delivery is good, but it was just like, all right. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, she's also reacting to Shayna, but Shayna's not even looking at the announce table. Exactly. She's looking at the camera and you're just like, she's not addressing Becky Lynch at all. She's just like beating up Kyrie Sane's more. And you're just like, what? What is happening here? I don't know if you read that. Mick Foley said that uh, Becky's kind of frustrated with what's going on with her character. 
because Mick Foley, Becky's good friends with Mick, mm-hmm. and she talks to him a lot. And he said on Twitter, I think yesterday, or the Mick Foley says a lot of things. But. I mean, he talks to a lot of the females, though. Yeah, a lot, no. of, a lot of the women. Yeah, yeah. And I know Becky talks to him a lot, according to her. She said it before in him. Uh, he said that she's frustrated, and you know she's got to do what she's got to do, but uh, she doesn't like where she's going, like her character and stuff like that. Because it's not doing much. They're also making her sound not how she probably wants to be. But she's she's not like she's, she's not, not like bloody face Becky when right, she was. She's not she's not the man. She's not she's, like a badass. She's doopy. She's being silly. Yeah. yeah she's make she's she's doing fucking Dean Ambrose silly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She's being a little too goofy when she should be. I'm gonna break your arm, Rhonda. My face is bloody. I'm laughing. Shayna. Yeah. No. Well. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That time when she got punched because that was the man Becky Lynch. That yeah. was when I'm gonna fuck you up. Now she's just like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot, and I'm gonna wear the deal. Well, just feel, it feels like they're trying to make her Conor McGregor. Yes, who does that whole thing? Yes, because he's doing Ric Flair. Yeah, um, hmm. but they make her a little too goofy because Conor has no filter. Well, yeah, like yeah, he yeah. He can say whatever he wants. Right? Yes, but even though she she shouldn't be, she should be. Connor with his swagger more more stone cold because that's what they want her to be. They want her to be a badass that just well, beats the women up. That's not what they want her to be. That's what they wanted her to be. Well, you know, and they kind of just turned her more to the Conor McGregor goofy side where, I mean, you can Maybe be, she starts throwing like little dollies at cars. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. I mean, you can be Conor McGregor, but they made her the more crazy, goofy Conor McGregor yeah. and not the, yeah, fuck you. I do what I want. Who Like, who the fuck are you? Who are you? Why are you talking to me? You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm looking through you. Yeah. You mean nothing to me. Well, she did to someone. Someone's like, I'll beat you up. He's like, who the fuck are you, dude? Like, Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's the sad thing, but yeah, she said she's uh, said she's frustrated. So then, and supposedly she's been frustrated since the whole angle back when it was her and Seth doing their weird dumb tag team. And they well, had, yeah, that was completely and they had those really cringy lines from Seth and stuff. And I was well, like, that's Ugh. I think that's what made the audience turn on Seth. Yeah, because it was that. Well, also that, and then him going on Twitter and fucking yeah, yeah, yeah but, <laughs> being fucking foot and mouth. But, shit. but that's also not the majority of the WWE audience. No, but that was a, a lot. A big like, part of it was the fact that it's just like. Man, like she's doing fine with this. You're doing real bad with this. Yeah, you're just cringy shit, man. Yeah. You're saying really just like, ha ha ha, me and her. I guess she's the man. I'm the man's man. <laughs> man, yeah, it's like, what the fuck, dude? Um, yeah, it's mega cringy stuff. So, yeah, that whole match was weird. Um, and you had the team of Dalegas and. That was a great match. And Booyak. I have, you know what? I didn't see that. Great one. match. Great match. I man. wanted to see it, but like I was. Andrade and uh, Angel, you need to be fucking tag champs. They're fucking awesome. They probably will at some point. Those guys are fucking incredible. They lost. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, Berto needs to. He's got to slowly. They're going to have a WrestleMania match probably. Um, and I think the main event was something. That was the main event. That was? Mm-hmm. There was a dark match after with uh, Drew and Eric Rowan. Probably laid them out. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> spiders. Um, I fear no spiders. On Wednesday for AEW, Mox came out with an awesome promo. And I heard there was a reference to a lunatic fringe. I didn't hear him say that. He did say that when I came to this company, we wanted to make one thing clear. Something like that. But he says, we br- I'm so happy you and the fans went on this journey and we brought pro wrestling back. And he like screamed it and looked at the camera like super upset. And, then he's like, and he said it again. Professional wrestling, you know. Um, he's such a different character. It's so crazy. Like he is so on point, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, there's people that leave WWE and blame the system and stuff. And then he left and he went to G1 and he went to new Japan and he just became, this is who I should be. And IEW, it's like, this is what I could have been in WWE if I wasn't a fucking 
Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. Let's do it, man. Popcorn. Greg the Plant, you know? Uh, so, yeah, and he said he'll fight anyone, and Jericho came out, and they did their thing. So, on um, Wednesday, they were supposed to have... Matt Hardy was supposed to show up. Uh, no, I think he still had a day left on his contract. No, no, it was... He was supposed to do this uh, uh, convention. So, the convention... WWE has a weird rule now that you cannot have people at AEW be at the convention that WWE people have. You just gotta do one or the other. It's because it's fucking WWE. Uh, so Matt Hardy was going to go to that convention. Matt Hardy left. Um, so he was still going to do the convention and he could still do it. And the WWE people were there. So the whole thought of him, if he were to show up on AEW TV, they would kick him off the thing. But now technically he's not even going anyway. So it's kind of like thrown up in a thing. So he's not going. So he'll show up sooner or later, either maybe next week or something. Um, Lance Archer was there. He was supposed to be on TV, but plans change, and they just changed the story. Supposedly, he was also announced to be on it somewhere. Oh, I'm sorry, Lance Archer. I didn't see the announcement. I don't know where it was, but like it was said that he was supposed to be there, and uh, but then they changed it. Uh, Jake came out. Jake the Snake, you know, he came out and he had a cool ass promo with Cody. Mm. Like he's a bad guy. I saw something about it, but yeah, he had an incredible promo because Jake is still incredible at promos. And he said he brought someone that he's gonna like kill, you know, Cody and stuff. So people, it either can be Lance Archer or uh, Brody Lee. Uh, which would be the other one who's also supposed to be there too. No one knows when they're going to show up. Uh, but Lance was there at the place and he was going to go on TV, but they held him off. Maybe, I I don't know why, but uh, either he'll probably, uh, uh, what's his name? Jake said he'll come out next week with the person. You know, he's going to bring his person that he's managing. He brought someone to fight you, Cody. He'll probably have Lance fight Cody. And Lance is really cool, so I like him. Or Brody Lee, it could be him. You know, either way. Um, Luke Harper's really damn good, and now we get to see him be cool, Luke Harper. You know, uh, and then next week is the WWE. Uh, WWE. It's I think is AEW Blood and Guts. I think it's next week, or that's on the next the week after. Mm-hmm. You know, the Blood and Guts thing is right. I do not. At the pay per view, they announced uh, a, a war games for AEW. Mm. And yeah, I knew that there was going to be an old match that was going to be announced. It's it's war games, and it's legit old war games with roof on cage war games. Um. And this show is called Blood and Guts, which is making fun of Vince McMahon uh, telling on the conference call that we're we're not the Blood and Guts show. And that's why they're calling it Blood and Guts. So I don't think War Games is next week. I think it's the week. It's like on the 20th, like around in the 20s. But uh, yeah. By the way, I know we're running a little long, but a couple of things that I had seen online that I meant to bring up. Uh, just news tidbits. Sure. Um, apparently... The Iconics were spotted at a NXT show, NXT taping for this week, this past week, this Wednesday. Uh, I was like, they don't do tapings anymore. What do you mean? Like they were? Oh, just yeah, like, sorry, at, at the show. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> sorry, you know what I mean. Uh, they were backstage at NXT. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Uh, and I just read this really quickly, and now before closing the article, but apparently the there was consideration of repackaging them, and it's just like as not the Iconics. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what to do with them. That's the thing. I think they work best as the Iconics. I think what they would need is to be like, do it like Alexa Bliss did and do like a little more training and, you know, get a little more sharper, you know, clean some edges. Right. In the ring. Yeah, that's the thing. Because like, their characters are fine. They're just annoying as fuck. Right. Which is the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's that. And if they were to drop back down to NXT, I'd be OK with that. That's fine. Also, before the whole Matt Hardy thing was like legitimized to be that. I was like, what happens if Matt just shows up in NXT as broken Matt? Like he's goofing and he doesn't go to AEW. Yeah, like I mean, like he just had the bucks of youth to show up for no apparent reason. Yeah, 
I mean, that's fine. I mean, like, I wouldn't be mad at that idea. Because he has Jeremy Borash and they can do dumbass shit. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I'm but like, he's not good. He, I don't know if you saw, he said that he'd be back sooner or later in WWE. I'm sure. Well, he said in his uh, his final video, the one where he thanked Randy Orton for Oh, yeah, I haven't seen him. that one. Yeah, when he's in the chair, the wheelchair with the neck brace and stuff. He almost thanks Randy oh, Orton. Oh, yeah, no, I for, did see that, that old timey wheelchair. Yeah, unlocking his potential. Yeah, zenith or whatever that was, but it was he, within him. He later on, on his own statement, he says, I'll be, I know I'll probably end up back at WWE at some point in time. Like, it's it's going to happen. I'll just end up there in whatever capacity. Probably be like, I'm going to take, you know, a trainer job or something and I'll just help them out. Uh, and WWE actually said a really nice well wish kind of thing. It wasn't like we wish you further in your endeavors. Mm-hmm. They said a super nice goodbye to him. They, they were a whole thing. And now Jeff's back, which is really funny because he's on backstage. <laughs> so Yeah, it's funny. I just saw this, this one that I, we were talking about already, but another article says Vince McMahon has given up on another WWE star. Ricochet? It was Ricochet. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but it starts with not only did he give up on Cedric, now he's also given up on Ricochet. Ricochet. Yeah, Cedric's a main event. Uh, Connor got released. I don't know if it was Connor and Victor, but I saw Connor is. They got. Done well, so. Victor got released a long. During was he? The, one of them got released during the old. Uh, oh, then that's what it was. Yeah, it says before the end of 2019, Connor and Victor Ascension were released. Oh, okay. Not, maybe it's just like the, the three month thing is over. That's probably what it is. Because uh, Connor was talking about something that they they cut them like two months short of their contract expiring. We got the revivals, I think, next month. They're finally they're gone to good. And now they're in the kind of like a war with WWE doing uh, trademarks. Yeah. yeah. He's trademark, no uh, office, no flips and stuff like that. And uh, Also, there was a thing earlier today that uh, apparently Paige had to undergo some surgery for like ovarian cysts that she oh, suffers from. I don't know. I saw on a Wrestle Talk, uh, one of those websites that like I think is fairly legit. I don't remember. There's just too many of them at this point, right. so it's like, which ones are good? Um, but yeah, these are just some of the random ones that I was going. And there's another clip. This is just posted online. It says background noise of Bailey's Instagram story. Apparently watching AEW. All right. <laughs> I haven't like. I mean, why would she not? I mean, Russell's gonna watch other things. I mean, yeah. fucking Big E watches New Japan. He wants Russell Shingo Takagi. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah. WWE doesn't get mad at that. They'll get mad at AEW. Well, yeah. Uh, That's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and then we can leave off with uh, WWE's, uh, probably by the end of the year, they have that NXT Japan. They are in talks. Uh, they went to Japan to scout out companies that they could buy out, you mm-hmm. know, to take over. They originally wanted... Noah or Dragon? They wanted Shimmer originally. Yeah, that's women's. Yes, because they wanted to build some Japanese women mm-hmm. to bring them over into the thing. But then Shimmer went with New Japan and oh, Bushi Road. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But now they are actually legit in talks with uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I think it's Kawada, if I recall. The guy he went over. He's at NXT at the Performance Center doing it as a coach to help them out and see what's up. And so if they buy you know, get a massive working agreement with all Japan. And the thing is, it's scaring a lot of Japanese uh, wrestling promotions and fans because no one knows how WWE is going to affect the Japanese wrestling um, landscape. Yes, because Japanese wrestling landscape is very not like American or European, because once you're with a company, you're with a company. Right. You know, that's kind of it. The only people that kind of bounce around are American wrestlers, really. Um so, and then they're going to come in and start buying people and try and take talent. And so it's an interesting thing. And then if they get all Japan, they're going to get a lot of good wrestlers and make an NXT Japan. But it's, by the end of this year, it's supposed to be happening. And if they sign with all Japan or buy them out, that's a big thing. I don't watch. I mean, we don't watch all Japan and I forgot who's in it now. There's a lot of very damn good wrestlers like um, 
what's his name? Uh, Marufuji. Marufuji. Yeah, Japan. I was gonna say I'm like that's the for only name that really comes. The, there's some other people too. There's a lot of incredible. I just don't know them. Yeah, some guys. Zeus. There's some big dudes there. Some good stuff. But yeah, if they get a working agreement with them, I mean, which can kind of be interesting because then there's that off chance that Marufuji shows up at one of the NXT takeovers. You know, like how Walter just did. You know, if they have an NXT Japan and he's part of that and he becomes the champion. Yeah. Well, in particular, if like he is a well-known enough name in America, like from people who are just hardcore wrestling fans. Like yes. The just hardcore, like, the hardcore. like Waltor. Yeah. Waltor. Yeah. Walter. Yeah. 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 Waltor. That's his NXT name. Walter. Yeah. Cause regular people don't know who Waltor was. It's only the Indian. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And indie European people. Cause yeah. I assume in Japan, people were like, uh, let alone America. I think Waltor wrestled in old Japan. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think for a bit. Cause there's that picture of him. That's looking like, uh, I think it's Kobashi or Vader. Where he has the three belts on him. Mm. I don't know if you've seen that. I think it's I like the European. Long time ago. I think the GHC, which is all Japan, and then another one. It's just him mm. in the back of the thing. Which I think is like a picture of Vader or Misawa. Someone or a Kobashi. I think it's Kobashi that has three belts on him. Because uh, Walter loves uh, King's Road style, which is all Japan style. Right. That was the thing he posted after he destroyed... Um, what's his name? Um, time Splitter. Ogushida. Yeah, he put King's Road greater than uh, Strong Style. <laughs> 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 but yeah I yeah mean, so we'll we'll see i mean if they uh, but yeah their guys come in a train over there and you know that'll be a completely different style and like hunter does because nxt takeovers and their take their nxt shows are very indie rific and if they do like an nxt japan i would assume they'd still keep it in like a japan strong style they wouldn't change it up right, I mean, right they would right. change up to a point you know, because we do have American things, but those takeovers, those matches are always fucking different than one after the other. Oh, shit. Sorry. Hold on. Two tiny things and a big thing. Yeah. Uh, JBL's going to Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yeah, who gives a shit? Uh, the NWO are going to be on a moment of bliss? Oh, yeah. I heard about Scott Hall showing back up. And Scott Hall, it shows Hall, Nash, and Pac. Yeah. Or, sorry, Xbox. <laughs> Not Pac. Six. Uh, Yeah. One, two, three. And uh, Beth Phoenix ate that RKO like a champ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the best segment. That was the end of the show. That's the end of the show. Man, Randy's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Randy's the most incredible thing ever. Well, also, just... Every week he comes out, those promos. The man. logic, yeah, the logic of that promo where you're just like, what? Yeah, man. And you're like, all the, right, the best I part love is those, you and your family. Those people chanting RKO. Like, those people oh, my are God, those people are the worst. Yeah, hey, I was like, that's fucking worse, dude. This guy's like a villain, and you're like, yeah, just fucking RKO. I like, I like, though, that, you know, WWE, because they're still who they are, he he didn't do it unprovoked. Nah, she she, she went to kick him and he was just like she slapped to do it. Slapped him, he threw that mic down on her face. And then but she went for the kick. He mouthed like for you the fuck, uh, you son of a bitch. He, he mouthed something to her and then she did the gut boot. Yeah, for the for the glam slam. And then he just got up and just fucking RKO'd her. Uh yeah, yeah. That was great. I was hoping that there would be edge music. And edge is next but, week. Yeah. He's not he's not announced, but he will. Unless I mean, WWE should will fuck be in up the build up. No, he shouldn't be. He should just come out and fuck it. Like, well, that's what that's what I was just like. Just boom, just make him show. He attacks his wife, and all of a sudden he's just like, "Fuck this!" I was supposed to like keep my composure, and it's like I can't. Like, yeah, that's gone too far. That's why I don't want him to be. He'll be on Raw. He just needs to show up and attack Randy. Like, no, like, I mean, yeah, plays music or not, or just make him jump out and just fucking rush Randy. He should just jump out and attack him. Right. Well, yeah, it should be. You shouldn't uh, have music and Randy goes. Well, it should be music plays, and he comes out from behind the crowd, wherever. I want him to attack him during a match, like if Randy has a random match, and this dude just runs from the audience and hops. Um. But uh, yeah, Randy. Every episode he has been on has been fucking awesome. 
Randy is incredible. That is the only match in WrestleMania that has a WrestleMania buildup. It is, it has, it has meaning. It means something. Yeah. And it's something that I give a shit about and I actually want to see. Like, <laughs> out of everything else, like, I mean, I want to see Drew destroy Brock, you know, sure. But like, I mean, that has a WrestleMania buildup too. Like, Brock is destroying, getting destroyed by Drew. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but this is like, this story is fucking like, it's because of Randy. Randy's just fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude is everything he does. <laughs> like the pacing, how he acts, his fucking story where he just twisted to make it sound like, look, I put your, you gave your fucking husband. I did it for the best. This is your fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did it for the best. I broke his goddamn neck so you couldn't fucking enable him to make him get back in this oh, room. That was great. Yeah. Uh, I love your daughters <laughs> and all that stuff. Like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> the fact that he said their names so many times. Ooh, yeah. I like the poster for Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah, so we didn't talk about Illumination. Yeah, no, okay, we'll leave why I pulled it up. Illumination, what you're saying, it got fucked up. Because the whole thing, well, so we were supposed to have... Uh, let me read the matches on Wikipedia. Just, I don't know, you tell me if they've yeah, yeah, changed. Yeah. Okay, I'm starting from the bottom. Andrade and, and Umberto for the U.S. title. Okay, yeah. I assume that's going to stay. Yes. Uh, Alistair Black and AJ, Monday leads you to believe that that's yes, going to remain. Yes, that's happening. The Street Profits versus Seth and Murphy as a, you know, well, their the rematch. titles. Yeah, 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 rematch. I would assume it stays the same. Uh, so then you have the Elimination Chamber SmackDown tag title match. Yes. You have the Miz and Morrison, the New Day, the Usos, Heavy Machinery. And then the one you don't give a shit about. Lucha House Party. There you go. And then Ziggy and Rude. Yes, Lucha House Party. <laughs> Can't put in a revival because they're out. They're on their way out, so they don't give a shit about them. Uh, then you have Braun versus uh, Shin, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Three-on-one yeah. handicap for the IC title. And then you have the uh, number one contender for the women's, uh, yes. the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. Natty, Liv, Shayna, Asuka, Ruby, Sarah. Okay. So the first, the original thing was they were supposed to be the men's chamber match, which had Roman in it. Oh, that's right. Yes. And so it could be him versus the Goldberg. Fiend. Or oh, Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fiend originally, because he was there, obviously, out of all the people, and it was him, Braun, like Dolph. Uh, Bobby Roode like people that obviously Roman would just destroy like right, right. what do you Lashley. care for yeah I think Lashley was in it too and then someone else was just like what the fuck uh, so yeah and then you know we had Goldberg you know old people always over young people now not the future fuck the future um, so they had Goldberg win and then you know I guess people it got out so on Smackdown literally Goldberg came out he talked about his win Roman came out of the mic and said I'm next yeah and that's it and they just canceled the match because what they think is because people know, so we just let's gotta just, do, let's it. Just do it. Let's just do it. Oh yeah. Also, and it just fucked everything. It was like what? And the same thing with John Cena. Cena. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck was that? That's the whole thing too. Cena's whole promo was just like, "I'm not here to take away matches from the young people, man. Stay with the future." And then lights go out, and Fiend, he fucking points point. at the sign, and which then is the Fiend. I'm gonna duff my, my hat. No, you gotta duff that, and cap. then salute. <laughs> I, you know the the most frustrating like, part was god damn you got me motherfucker <laughs> did you watch all the way through yeah i watched the whole thing when the lights start going out and then the camera's behind like over the fiend's shoulder yes and then the lights haven't gone fully done he just runs to the back <laughs> i was like what is this yes yes what yes. is this bullshit you're you're going off it's air kevin dunn baby sit there yeah, yeah, it's, it's, or he just let him stand there until it goes black yeah off air yeah it's fucking why run dumb camera shit oh it's so stupid it's the fucking director it's the producer um, but yeah it was just John Cena's whole promo about him not wanting to step in and take a match 
And then the fiend of all people. The pointy thing is a fucking gimmick. It's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, Everyone yeah, yeah. has to point. Well, I mean, it's, and it's even, a meta thing now. Yes, even Drew McIntyre made fun of him. He's like, let's all point. Yeah, one, but two, it's, three. It's, I can't point. Charlotte pointed. Ah. It's funny because it's the fiend who's this serious monster character. Yeah. It's like, let's go. And then John Cena was like, God damn, sir, you got me. <laughs> even that's, though. That's all it took. I just needed you to point. <laughs> the fiend, uh, had tweet or Bray Wyatt had tweeted something because people were like, Well, what the fuck is all that about? Blah blah blah. And he was just like, It started at Mania between him and Cena, and like, this is where it comes full circle. Yeah, who gives a shit? It was fuck they everyone knows, just do it, just do it. Cut, cut all the build up, doesn't fucking matter. The Roman thing is the greatest thing. It's just, yeah, whatever. Roman did nothing to deserve the title, he just came out and said, I'm next, baby. So now we have that new Roman coronation. Which obviously he's he got to be Goldberg. Spear. Yo, if he doesn't be Goldberg, that's gonna be the funniest thing. <laughs> old people fucking on top, man. Fuck, fuck them kids. No new stars. Oh, and then Undertaker versus AJ too. That's another fuck them kids thing. Uh, well, yeah, but he's well. Yeah, Undertaker's probably gonna win that shit. Uh, I think he's gonna put over put over AJ. I mean, yeah, Undertaker would rather put you know the new stars over. But and he's that paycheck. <laughs> anyway, well, that's why he went to fucking Saudi. He doesn't call them. They call him, you know, so it's not like he's looking to wrestle constantly. He's become what he didn't want to become a joke of himself. Yeah. Even though he just recently said that. Yeah. He said on the Stone Cold thing. Yeah. I don't want to do that, but I feel like you've and been yet. doing it. Yeah. But you know what? Hey, man, if they pay me like one point two million dollars to go to Saudi Arabia, why the fuck not? Why would I not go? Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Because he doesn't do anything else. I know. Yeah. And he's, he hasn't been good with his money. He's also probably paying what alimony or. Sarah. Yeah, yeah, he's paying her money, divorce, all that shit. She probably took half of his shit. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's about that. I, <laughs> Lamenting for the Undertaker. Yeah, uh, uh, take. So um, this weekend, I mean, I'll watch Elimination Chamber or whatever. I'll probably not be very happy about it. It's probably going to suck shit. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I mean, but it's going to suck shit. So. <laughs> I'm so mad about it, bro. Because this looks bad. Just enjoy it. This is a very sad card. These are the moments where I enjoy it. And you're yeah. just like, this is a sad card. Grouse about it the whole time. I mean, the worst is when there's people that I want to watch and then it becomes a really sad match. I mean, Alistair Black AJ will probably be a good match. Mm-hmm. Be very good. But I have a feeling that Alistair's going to lose. Unless Undertaker shows up, interferes, and then, you know, costs AJ the match, which is fine. But AJ should technically beat Alistair because he's going to WrestleMania to fight Undertaker. But oh well. We shall see. Um, anyway. Once again, he's your host, <laughs> Rocky and Rick. Bye. Until next time. Yeah. Later. Peace. Wow. So, champions entrance, guys. The inner circle choir providing the soundtrack for Le Champion and John Moxley colliding. Santana, Ortiz with their boss. They got a lot at stake here too. Lifestyles change when you're not the champion. When you don't have the championship money. Three days ago, in the ring, the weigh-in, and you see the result, the mark on the bridge of his nose, between the nose and the left eye. Yeah, that vertical cut took seven stitches. From a headbutt. Yeah. But here's the thing. The champion's here. He's sewed up. He looks at this as just another challenge. But that is not just another challenger.
match, not just for revenge, not just for a world championship, but possibly for control of the future.